Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we are always striving to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice. And we are rejoicing that you have come across this message. We believe that it's no accident that you're listening today, but rather a divine appointment. We hope and desire that God will speak to you through this message and that it will help you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message which is already in session. Amen. God bless you. Pastor Jason here. Welcome to Word of Life Family Church. We're so excited that you're here and you're logged on with us today, catching us however you're catching us, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or our website. Man, we're so thankful that you're here. God bless you. Man, I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Well, as you can tell, it looks a little different right now, our surroundings. It's because uh, we wanted to come to you personally. You're so important. And we're doing something a little bit different in our corporate uh, service face-to-face right now. Um, but I wanted to make sure I address you because you guys are so important. And I'm so thankful for you and all that you've been following along with us over the last few weeks and months. Uh, what a blessing it is uh, to be um, in this time and in this moment. And so you are, I wanted to honor you. And I just want to give you a special message today, uh, specifically for you, uh, though we'll be doing something a little bit different face to face. And I'm hoping those that are here face to face today will go on and watch this because it's a great teaching. I believe it's the word of the Father today for us. And so I'm excited. So don't worry, it may feel different, look different, and uh, but it's going to be God's word. It's good stuff. And so, again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's just open in prayer really quickly, and uh, let's just welcome the presence of God with us uh, today. And I pray that the Holy Spirit reaches you uh, like he so desires to do today. Amen? Father, we love you and we praise you. God, I just pray over our e-campus, all of that are watching right now, whether they're watching in the morning, evening, night, wherever they're catching us, however they catch us, and whatever platform. God, I thank you that you're not limited by any of these things. In fact, you're not limited at all, that you're the awesome, mighty, great God. And I pray that over them now, that they might receive it, hear it, feel it, taste it, touch it, in Jesus' name. God, I, I pray that as I'm taught, as we are, are teaching the word, uh, Father, both as I'm learning and as, as we are learning together, God, I thank you that we'll be transformed, changed, more like you today. I, I just pray these things in your holy, mighty name. You are good, you are awesome, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Again, I, I know if you're still trying to get used to this format, it's awkward. I would agree with you. Uh, I'm equally as awkward, so we'll just be awkward together. Amen. But God bless you. You, you are a blessing. We, we've been in a series entitled Called and Appointed. And what a great series. What a, what a great opportunity that God is reminding us in the midst of circumstances and challenges and issues and all kinds of bad news that we're receiving day by day. And uh, but but God has said, hey, I've called you, I've appointed you. And uh, we've also learned that he's anointed us. So we're able we're anointed to accomplish uh, our assignments, what we're in here for in this moment, in this time. And also last week, then we talked about his favor, that God's favor is his grace. It's a synonymous word. In fact, the Hebrew word is can be translated in the very same way also in the Greek. And so we talked about the word charis. Charis can be favor and it could be grace. And, and it's, you know, it's translated in different areas or defined in different areas in different ways. But God's good. And so I want to look at this a little bit more. But first, let's go to our, our kind of our foundational scripture 
that we've been looking at over the last few weeks uh, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I want to declare this over you today. I want you, I pray that you receive it in its entirety today. This is God's word for you and for me, us as believers. He says, but you, yes you, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. His own appointed that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Man, what a promise. What an awesome promise that we are called and we are appointed. Amen. And uh, we also been talking about now as we kind of get into many series within our series, whatever that means, uh, that we are favored by God. And favor, I said, was kind of like electricity. It's always flowing. God's always flowing. No matter what we're facing, we'll go up and down, and up and down. But God's favor is constant. And uh, we just need to be, believe it and step into it. So we're going to look a little bit more about favor. And specifically, we're going to talk about those times, those moments that we've all faced. Though we, we can buy into and say, okay, I believe we've got favor. But we know that we also are facing obstacles. Now, I said before that favor doesn't mean that we're not going to face challenges or issues. Favor means that it's God's promise that we're going to make it through. If we we'll stick with him, stay with him, and keep in him by faith and obedience, stay with him, we'll stay in that. So even though we'll face obstacles, I believe God is going to carry us through. He's going to carry you through. Say that. He's carrying me through. Sometimes he picks us up and carries us. Sometimes he holds our hand. However it works, God is perfect and he'll do it today. So we're going to look at obstacles. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, promote obstacles or say, hey, you know, any of these kinds of things, but I, I, I do want to remind you, we're going to be, we're going to be hit with obstacles at time, at times, and, but God's favor. Uh, we're going to look at through the life of Joseph. Now, if you want to get a full picture of life of Joseph, Joseph, you'll have to go to uh, Genesis chapter 37, all the way through about 10 chapters to chapter 47. We don't have time to read through all of that. I would encourage you to read that and kind of use that as a Bible study or a devotional with your family or with yourself um, over the week. But we're going to look at how look at God's favor in Joseph's life uh, from the book of Genesis. So uh, again, I just, let me just give you a kind of a two-minute, very quick overview of Joseph's life. Joseph was Jacob's favorite. Uh, Jacob was uh, is Joseph's father, and he was favored by his dad. Joseph had a dream. We know that it was, we believe, is a God dream. But he had a dream, and he began to share it with his brothers. Unfortunately, his brothers get very jealous, and uh, probably because they already sensed or knew that their dad was kind of favoring Joseph. We don't know for sure, but that's kind of the sense that we get. Joseph has his dream. He shares it with the brothers, and his brothers get very jealous. It's a great dream, and in fact, it's a, a dream about Joseph's favor, really. And, uh, and and I think there was already a seed of jealousy. And so they get very angry and jealous. And um, I just dropped my microphone. So sorry about that. Hey, this is live. Uh, and so he, they get very jealous. And they decide, you know what? We're going to kill him. But then we're like, ah, no, we don't want to have we don't want to have that on our um, on our conscience. We don't want to. So so let's do this. Let's sell him. Uh, so they sell him to slavery. And they sold them, get this, approximately $145 they sold their brother. I mean, it's crazy. You, you couldn't make this stuff up, right? Uh, and so, so so they sell them up. But, of course, now they have to explain to their father where he is. And so they decide that they're going to fake his death for, and for their father. And so they fake Joseph's death to their father, Jacob. And, of course, he's very saddened. And it's a, a horrendous, horrible thing like any parent would be. 
I'm sorry, I'm fidgeting here, but again, this is live, so we'll take it. Uh, the favor of God is still on Joseph's life, even though he's in slavery. Now, this is important to see. Listen, again, I said favor doesn't determine, or or our lives, no matter what happens in our lives, circumstances doesn't determine whether we're favored or not favored. God favors us because he loves us. We're his kids. And so that favor is consistently, constantly resting on Jacob or Joseph's life while he's a slave. And while he's a slave, uh, Potiphar... Um, he, he's given in charge of Potiphar's um, entire house and business. So he's a slave, but he's been recognized as having some character or, or something about him that he's trustworthy. And so Potiphar, the, the owner of him, is kind of given him a rule over his household. So this is uh, awesome, amazing. Now, also, the, the, the other thing about favor is that Potiphar's wife begins to take notice of Joseph as well, and in fact decides that um, she she really likes him um, in a very unhealthy way, and so she tries to seduce him. And Joseph, uh, being the man in high character, he he declines her advances, and she gets very angry. And in that anger, she decides to accuse him of wrongdoing, of rape. And Potiphar is infuriated, as of course he believes his wife. And so he sends Joseph to prison for it. And Joseph still has favor. Can I just say that? Joseph still has favor, even though there's some crazy obstacles. Joseph has favor uh, of God on his life. And while he's in prison, he ends up being in charge of the prison. So uh, it's like, you, it's amazing. But while he's in prison, imprisoned, now they see, man, this guy's got character. He's trustworthy. He's a man a good leader uh, we're going to put him in charge of the prison wise here and so they do this and uh and that's amazing now joseph also has a gift um that he in, is able to interpret dreams from god and uh and god's going to use this in a in a big way but joseph interprets a dream of um in the bible it calls a cup bearer it would really be kind of a modern day butler if you will um and the baker they both have these dreams they're both in prison they they upset uh, Pharaoh and uh, they get sent to prison uh, and so they find themselves in prison anyway they have this dream and Joseph interprets their dream for them but he does ask them hey I'm gonna I'm going to interpret this dream don't forget me remember me so that uh, you might share good things to uh, Pharaoh f uh, on my behalf and so again Pharaoh uh, so the cupbearer and the, the butler get out Favor of God is still on Joseph's life, and he becomes second in command. Um, oh, I, I back up. So Joseph, and now then, uh, the cupbearer, years later, the, the butler uh, reminds, remembers, I should back up. So, the, so Pharaoh has this dream, and it's very unsettling. And in that dream, he, he's asking for everybody to interpret for him, and, and no one has a good interpretation. And the butler says, "Ah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get on his good graces. I know someone that can interpret." And so he remembers. Finally, he remembers um, Joseph, and so he calls Joseph in. And the favor of God is on Joseph's life. He interprets the favor. It calms the Pharaoh down, and he interrupts, and he finds favor. He just the favor just begins to pour out, and he becomes now he becomes second in command in Egypt because of this thing, this favor of God, and became. And, and Egypt at this time was one of the strongest planet, strongest nations on the planet. And so 
God put him in the position in favor. Now there became a famine in the land. And now Joseph's brothers come from far off because everyone is just broke, uh, dry, nothing's going on. But but J- Jacob, excuse me, Joseph had uh, been had a dream about how to to make sure and kind of he had a prophetic dream about the future of those kind of things that were going to happen. So he began to store away and all that stuff. I know I'm I'm like totally slaughtering the story. Get into your scriptures and look at it. But I want to show you that all through these obstacles, I hope you're seeing all through these horrific, crazy obstacles, Joseph's life proved that God's favor was always moving. And God made what the enemy meant for evil, God turned for good. And and that's what I'm trying to get at. And that's what we'll look at today. So there's a famine. Now his brothers that had sold him off, that had you know, had conspired this whole fake death thing uh, for their father's sake. Now they're coming back to him, but they don't know it's him, to ask favor for Pharaoh to give them food. They don't recognize Joseph um, as their brother when they go before him. And Joseph, at this point, he has the power to kill them. He, he, you know, he's very much in charge, second in charge. He could do pretty much anything he wants. He recognizes his brothers, and yet he decides to to show his own favor towards them because God, I believe, he has sent favor on his life. And what a blessing that is. So instead of killing them, he chose to bless them. That was a lot, wasn't it? You're probably falling asleep. God, wake them up right now. But I wanted us to see the picture of Joseph's life. So he's a good example of God's favor no matter what's going on. So what can we learn about the favor of God in Joseph's life? So uh, I want to remind you, I have a handout for you. I have a notes page. If you go to Word of Life Family Church, Dot org. Go down to the sermon tab. I have put today's sermon, though the sermon isn't on there. The notes are. Download the notes and you can follow along at any time with us. So we're going to look at those notes now. Okay. I, I was thinking I should give you time, but we don't have time for that. So go check it out. And uh, again, this is live and we're just going off the cuff. You can tell I'm not a TV evangelist. <laughs> I wouldn't. That's not my calling. Uh, but I'm so thankful that you're sticking with us and all of that. And uh, so God bless you for that. So uh, if you have your hand out, we're pulling out. I want to talk about a couple things about uh, the favor of God in Joseph's life. The first thing we want to see is that the the favor of God will ignite a dream. I, I think we can see that the favor of God will ignite a dream and a vision in our hearts. And so I believe that the favor of God began to ignite within Joseph, gave him this dream. I, I think we could say a vision, and vision in our hearts, that God had, uh, you, you know, that God was in control. He had something grand in store. And, and I hope that you hear that today. I pray and I believe that God's favor will ignite in you a dream, a dream of something better than what you're currently experiencing. I'm not talking about a job or, you know, a relation, or, or, you know, a, a certain kind of relationship. I'm not saying you just remove those. We talked about that. That God doesn't need it, doesn't need to give you, or you don't need a better assignment to accomplish uh, your your God-given anointing, right? You don't need something greater. We just need to do it more in Him. And so God's going to ignite. I pray right now that God ignites a dream, a dream of something better than what you're currently experiencing in a greater way, and that's going to bring vision. Vision always brings hope, and hope in your heart will carry us in those difficult, challenging times. So in Genesis chapter 37, verse 5, 
Joseph had a dream. It was God-given, God-inspired, and it was a successful dream. It was a dream of success. God wants you to be successful. Don't be afraid of success. God wants you to be successful, but his, his wanting you to, him wanting you to be successful is for his benefit. It's so that it reveals and shows the goodness of God, and it might compel others to want to know him. And so understand that he wants to bless his kids, but he has more kids than just you, though. He treats us as our you are his favorite. I'm his favorite. He treats us individually in that way. He always has a mind even bigger than that. I don't know how it works, but God is amazing. Amen. And so this is what we're looking at. And so when we understand the favor of God, we'll no longer see the world from a man's limited perspective. If we begin to get dreams and visions from God about the favor of God in our life, that he's called us and appointed us, it'll broaden our perspective. It'll say, I don't know how we're going to get through this. I don't know how God's going to turn this this thing that's meant for evil for good. But I believe without a shadow of a doubt that he has the ability to do that, his desires to do that. And he will do that because of his favor and his love over us. God has an unlimited perspective that he wants to put on us he wants us to receive that so he's going to give us a vision uh he wants to give you a vision and here's what life could look like if we will continue to abide in him continue to dig into his truth this is what your marriage he wants to give you a vision of a better marriage not a different marriage but the marriage that you're currently in in better form because of the the favor of god he wants to imagine a better business uh, model better success more success in business whether it's as a business owner or the business that you're currently working in uh, for someone else uh, here's what we can do if you'll trust me this is what he's saying he says the favor i'm going to give you perspective that guess what if we'll partner together us and god i'm going to give you a vision of what it can be it's going to be bigger it's going to be greater uh, this is very personal to me because there was a time in my life when, when you know, I was struggling and I was working towards uh, ministry and, and I had some ideals, I had some thoughts, I had some desires, and I was really seeking on my own power to get that done. And uh, it was really difficult. And God really put, you know, kind of set me aside for a moment, just set me down and said, listen, son, listen, I want you to know something. If you would seek me half as hard as you're seeking the thing that you're trying to obtain, if you would seek me and trust in me and rest in me, then he began to give me a vision. He goes, you won't have room enough to contain it. I'm going to bless you like crazy. I'm going to reveal myself to you in a bigger way. But you've got to seek me. Don't seek the things. The things are temporal. The things are just things. But I'm uh, I'm great. I'm mighty. And so he began to give me that perspective. He began to allow me to dream God big dreams. He began to allow me to see a vision of truth. And this, and this is where Jeremiah 29, 11 comes in to me as I see this. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares God. He trusts him. He's already declared this. I've got plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Even when it doesn't look that way, he still that's still his plans. Praise God that he doesn't do that, right? He doesn't lose that. He doesn't take that away. Praise God as children of God, we've got favor. Amen. Another thing I think we can learn in this point is understand this. You don't have to tell everybody your dreams. 
Now, God's going to give you a dream, and, and I, maybe I'm being vulnerable, and I'm telling you kind of what he's in. But not everyone's like, yeah. Some of you are like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, like you're a little bit loopy or crazy. Or they get jealous or, or whatever. They say, hey, we don't, have to t- we don't have to tell everybody the dream just because God gave us the dream. It's often it's for us to begin to get a bit bigger perspective and be able to look at that. So don't always tell them because not everyone's going to be behind you. And I think this is one of the mistakes that Joseph made. Uh, there's just some things that God will share with you that we shouldn't share with other people. Not the gospel, of course, but I mean just those personal things to show. When he shows you, I want you to be successful and how he's going to do that. People don't always understand that. And people will cause and will often cause us doubt. <clears throat> In other words, they'll be like, ah, that's, you know, what that's prideful or whatever. What, whatever it is. Uh, the enemy wants to steal it, and so people, uh, the enemy will use people. It's not people's problems. It's the enemy trying to come and attack and steal the word and the truth and all of that. So so don't put a face to it. Don't look at the people and say, you're the problem. No, people aren't the problem. It's the enemy that's the problem, but he, he will he will use them for his benefit if he can weigh. So sometimes people are just kind of selfish, and um, you know we are too. We we can be selfish, and they don't really we only really kind of care about ourselves often. And so when we hear something great about someone, um, and we're not, especially if we're dealing with something that's not great, we get kind of bogged down, and we we become a little bit ugly towards others. Uh, but I, I pray that that doesn't happen, continue to happen, because why? Because we're seeking God. We're, we're digging into him and we're recognizing his favor. So, hey, if God's going to bless him, he's going to bless me because there's no respecter of persons. Now, it may not look the same and it may not come in the time and the place and how I think it's going to come. But I'm just going to have a great, I'm just going to stand in great expectancy that God is great, good, and mighty. And he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Amen? Amen. Okay, our second point. God's favor, um, there will always be obstacles standing in our way, standing between God's promises and us. I just wanted to kind of get, you're like, oh, that's really discouraging. Uh, but I want us to not be blindsided. There's always going to be obstacles. In this world, there's always going to be obstacles that are going to try to stop us. Why? Because the enemy is trying to stop us from obtaining or realizing who we are in Christ and what God has offered to us. Because two things, he doesn't want us to catch that because he knows that we'll be unstoppable. But also that we'll, be, we'll begin to speak boldly. We'll begin to shout from the rooftops what God is and who he is and how great he is. And we'll, it'll compel others to want to know him. And so the enemy will lose hold over individuals in that way. And so this is the purpose behind that. So the devil's not going to just lie down. He's not going to just say, oh, you know what? No, he's going to continue to fight. He knows he's lost, and he's trying to take as many people with him down the tubes, so to speak. And so understand we don't always have to share and that there's always going to be obstacles that come against you. Um, I, I want to kind of move on. Listen, obstacles can come in fa- all kinds of fashions and forms, by the way. Obstacles can be uh, a report. It can be uh, uh, you know, a, a person coming against you. It could be a temptation. There's going to be. So we, we should always stand aware. And, and that's really the, the purpose behind this point today is that we should stand aware of that. Because why? The enemy will often try to give us a counterfeit. Sometimes we wait long enough or like, oh, and we begin to settle for second best. 
God doesn't want us to settle for second best. If I had two, if I had a twenty dollar bill, a real one, and a counterfeit one, and I said, "Listen, I'm going to give you the counterfeit one right now, or a week from now, I'm going to give you the twenty dollar bill." Which one's going to be more valuable? Of course, it's going to be the real twenty dollar bill. But sometimes we're like, "I don't want to wait. So just give me that thing. I think it looks real enough. I might be able to pass it off." Um, yeah, that's a federal offense, but more importantly, it's a counterfeit. It's it's not valuable at all. It's a fake. It's a cheap imitation of what God's blessing is. So don't give up. Keep pressing in. Even though you face obstacles, don't take the first boat out. Listen to God. He says, we're going to get to the other side. Jesus said, I'm going to the other side. We're going to the other side. There's going to be a storm in the middle, but don't worry. There's going to be winds and waves. There's going to be challenges and issues, but I've already declared we're getting to the other side. Can I just declare that? Whatever problem, whatever wind, whatever waves are hitting you, whatever storms are going on, whatever's happening in your life, Jesus said, God said, the victory has been won. And you are victorious because Christ in you. You're going to get to the other side. You are getting to the other side because of Christ in you. Don't lose hope. Begin to dare to dream. Hold on to the dream that God's given you, the hope of, of the glory of God in you, and know that his favor is always smiling on you, and he's going to get you there in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen, amen. All right, how do we do that? we got to be fully persuaded. Romans chapter 4 at 16 through 21. I'm running out of time, so we're not going to go there, but Romans chapter 4 16 through 21 read it this is the promise that it comes by faith and that we should be fully persuaded fully persuaded that god what are we fully persuaded of all we have to be fully persuaded of not that we have more faith or any of those things or abilities or any of that we just simply have to be persuaded that god has the power to do what he says that he's going to do he has the power to possess and to move forward his promises. His promises are yes and amen. And so he's going to do it. Amen. How does he do that? How do we do that? How do we become fully persuaded? Well, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, that mindset anymore, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's promises are, his good, perfect, and pleasing will over your life. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about staying with God. Stay with God. His favor is smiling. Obstacles will come, but he's still smiling. It doesn't change. He's smiling. We're smiling. We're smiling. God's smiling on us today in Jesus' name. Number three, here we go. God's favor will promote you. But hold on. Your character will sustain it. God's going to promote you. You're going to find, you find yourself in God, you're going to be promoted in any fashion or form. Now, it's not a job promotion per se, though that could happen that way. There's all kinds of different ways, but that promotion, that's really that maturity, going to another level with him. But really, that means there's with with more responsibility, or with, with more goodness comes responsibility. And so, understand that. And so, your character is what's going to sustain you. And we can see this in Joseph's life. Joseph was promoted, and then, man, his character was was tested joseph was promoted and his man his character was was tested and and all through the while we see this and as he continued to be faithful and his faithfulness was in god, who god was not in his own ability not in anything else he wasn't like he had his mighty faith was that he trusted god period he, 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 he we got to get this we just got to rest in him rest in him trust in the lord your god 
He's going to get you through. And that's what promoted him. That's what built his favor. That's what allowed him to continue to move forward and do that. Listen, if we don't, sin's going to take you further we want to go. Don't go there. It's going to keep you longer than you want to stay. It's going to cost you more than you ever want to pay. So don't don't let go of the truth. Stay firm in it. Stay firm. Can I just say that? Stay firm. Don't let the enemy derail you from the plan of God. Yes, you're going to face obstacles. Yes, it's going to be hard press. And yes, it's going to, there's going to be temptations. You get promoted and then, man, it's like, oh, this is really hard, God. This is really hard. He's, he says, keep your character. Keep character. Keep being faithful. Keep doing everything you do for me. And I promise you, you'll get through this in Jesus' name. Number four. Here we go. We're almost finished. Finally, we're almost finished. Wake up. <laughs> we're almost finished. Number four. And this one is, is, I'll just say it. Number four, your attitude will determine your altitude. I, I know this is like, this is like one of those mind over matter, kind of a weird, you know, positive kind of, you know, uh, things. It is. And, and I know it's an adage. And I know it's something that we just, we can say. But let's think about it for a moment. You know, if I have a good attitude, uh, if I'm staying in a, in a good attitude place, things are a lot easier. Though we'll face difficulty, it's going to help us get through. This week, or yeah, this week, uh, our car broke down. Our sec we have a secondary car. Um, it travels better in the winter, of course. If you're in our area, you know we've had a little bit of winter, a little early. And so my wife, Michelle, was traveling to Wausau. And she took the, the backup car because it just drives better in the winter. And so kind of the roads were kind of soupy kind of wet, kind of icy, all of that kind of thing. And so she drives. Well, long story short, she breaks down. Transmission uh, seems to be messed up. I don't know. I, I'm not a mechanic, but it was a challenge. And um, But, man, I'll tell you what. I, I really worked diligently, knowing what I was preaching, knowing what God is saying. I was really working diligently on keeping my attitude positive. And so it determined my altitude. What am I saying by that? I still had to deal with the challenge. I still had to find a trailer, which God smiles favor on us we were able to do that we saved you know a lot of money by doing that but also um he helped me keep my my cool uh and uh how many know that when you have car problems it's easy to get ticked off or messed and mad and all of that kind of stuff and we did very i did very well i can say uh hopefully michelle would say the same thing i think she would um, but we, my attitude determined that. And so it's not that, you know, it didn't go away. I still had to face it. I still had that obstacle and that challenge and issue. But I had a lot more peace walking through it because I kept an attitude of of God's faith and his favor. I kept looking at, man, I, I'm so thankful that she was at this spot. And, and, you know, she was in this kind of parking lot where I was able to get in there. And we were able to borrow a trailer. And my truck, that the truck worked, the truck that uh, was given to me, uh, by my oldest son was that I had it. I was able to pull the trailer. So you you begin to look at all of these favor things, and it helped to keep my attitude. And the attitude helped determine the altitude of where I stayed. Amen. So uh, I'm not. I hope this doesn't mean I'm trying to brag on me. I'm just trying to give you a real, very real instance of your attitude determining your altitude. It doesn't mean we don't have to climb the mountain. We're going to climb the mountain, but climbing the mountain, we're going to be able to accomplish it if we keep our attitude right. Amen? All right. I hope this made sense. This is so awkward, but I'm so thankful that God's word is faithful and he's true. God has positioned you with his favor. Can you just say that? God's positioned me 
in his favor. Amen? And so that means you're going to be a blessing. You're going to be blessed. Everything's going to go how God wants us to go. Because why? We're resting in his favor. We're keeping an attitude of, of love and companionship to the Father. And he will keep us through. Amen? Amen. God has placed a dream, I believe, over your life. Believe it. By faith, receive it. Don't let the obstacles remove it in Jesus' name. Hold on to it. Expect obstacles. Don't forget the obstacles will come, but don't worry. Say, don't worry. I'm not worried, Pastor. You're not worried because God's going to get you through. And while you're waiting and while you're pushing through, don't accept any counterfeit from the enemy. Wait for the very best that God has. Don't kind of short, don't shortcome what God wants to give you something greater. Hold out for the best. And meanwhile, while this is all going on, let go of any offenses. Don't let bitterness, while you're facing issues and obstacles, don't let bitterness overtake you. Keep working in peace. Keep keep leaning into his promise. Keep looking at the vision and the dream that he's given you, and he will keep your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding or what you understand and what you see and what you feel. Lean not on your own understanding, but all your ways acknowledge him. He's good. He's mighty. He's great. He's favor. And he will keep your path straight. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. I declare that over your life today in Jesus' name. Father, I pray this now that it, as we hear it, it will become cemented in our hearts, truth, and it will grow within us and we will will hold on to it god though we're going to face obstacles and challenges at time we thank you father that we remind ourselves that favor didn't leave that your favor is always constant and so father we'll lean into that we'll trust you and i know that we'll fulfill our call and our destiny that you have for us and it is good you are good we love you we praise your name father we just thank you for this week that it will be a great week because we understand we'll recognize your favor in our lives and Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you. This has been a message from Word of Life Family Church. Thank you for listening. If you are ever in the Phillips, Wisconsin area, please come join us for one of our services. We're located at 104 Fairway Drive, Phillips, Wisconsin, 54555. Our Sunday service is at 10 a.m. and Bible study on Wednesday is at 6.30 p.m. each week. For more information on our church or pastors, visit us on the World Wide Web at www.wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-715. 339-2207. Again, we want to thank you for being with us today. May God bless you and keep you in Jesus' mighty name.